The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Core Web Vitals Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk to a search industry innovator about what the launch of Core Web Vitals means for SEOs. Joining us today is Marcus Tober, who's the founder and chief evangelist of Searchmetrics. Since founding the company 15 years ago, Marcus has guided Searchmetrics' technology strategies and was the driving force behind building their data science organization. So far this week, Marcus and I have discussed his study of Core Web Vitals. We talked about which core web vital metric you need to prioritize. And yesterday we talked about some industry specific core web vital benchmarks. Today we're going to continue the conversation talking about some of the ways that you can solve potential core web vital issues that you're facing. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Marcus Tober, founder and chief evangelist at Searchmetrics. Marcus, welcome back to Core Web Vitals Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. Glad to be back. And it's an interesting week so far. Definitely, It has been. It has been. I've learned a lot and specifically about sort of the competitive nature of Core Web Vitals. Yesterday, we were talking about you know, not only does Google have their benchmarks, but also the performance across industries for core web vitals can be drastically different. So even if you're not hitting Google's benchmark, it's kind of like a race where there's a bear chasing you. I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just have to be faster than you. Right. That's true. I mean, it's always great to be better than Google's recommendation, but it's definitely 
let's say, good enough if you're the best in your peer group. Yeah. And even if it's above Google's recommendation. Yeah, definitely. Google is a, a competitive landscape, and that gets us into today's topic, which is about solving core web vital issues, no matter where you stand going into the launch of core web vitals. You know, maybe you're in a monopoly, you're the only player in town, and there's no one to compete with, so it doesn't really matter what your core web vital metrics are. In reality, you're probably in a competitive landscape where, you know, you have some content that is similar to your competitors and you need to win based on your site performance. Now, Marcus, what tips do you have for us based on some of the studies and analysis that you've done that can help us understand how to better optimize our core web vitals and beat our competition? I mean, in the end, uh, there's a lot of like stuff that Google's already providing, which, which is really, really good. I mean, that gives us a good, comfortable feeling that Google is pushing this this topic for real, not like they did with other topics in the past, and then out of the sudden they disappeared. Like, remember Google authorship? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's gone. Or maybe like AMP that Google was pushing hard, and now it's like not that relevant anymore. But with Core Web Vitals. So the thing you everybody should definitely do is they you should use Google's web interface or in Chrome, the Lighthouse tools to perform a Core Web Vital test on your page. You can also access stuff in Google Search Console, but I really recommend using it in the interface because Google is giving you at the same time, not just the lab data. That means like this is the test that's performed right now in this second. The field data is also added to their... PageSpeed Insights interface, which is the collection of real user data within a time frame of the last 28 days. So which is pretty cool because then you can see how a time frame or which with metrics the user experienced your site versus the, the lab test you just did. This is the first thing. And then the next one, this is something you will see you you will have like a ripple effect. So if you analyze these tests and you figure out there's maybe one red flag, like you're maybe not using properly sized images. That means maybe your editor is using PNGs instead of JPEGs, but is using it for like large, like photorealistic graphics. That, that means these PNGs will be super large. This has an effect on the total blocking time. It has an effect on the largest content for paint and time to interactive. So sometimes it's one little thing and you have, because of this ripple effect, you have like an effect on many other metrics. And if you find the cause and fix this one, you might fix a lot of other metrics um, at the same time. And what I just mentioned is something that's, to be honest, often the case, like media usage, right? You have files that are overbloated. Like we found that on average, websites can save a couple hundred kilobytes by optimizing their style sheets because they can throw out style sheets they, the, the website is, is actually not using. They can optimize their JavaScript because the coverage of the JavaScript functions are actually between 40 and 50%. That, that means over 50% of functions are actually not used on this particular page. We've seen a lot of pages and we talked about the industry-specific stuff yesterday is that in certain areas like news, for example, there are a lot of pages who use video content and the video content is often on autoplay. So it means you go on a page like CBS or like NBA.com and you have a large video player loading the video immediately. And NBA is a good example. For example, their page is loading just when you entered 43 megabytes of data. I mean, it doesn't matter if you come with a mobile phone, you, the, the um, pages, uh, the videos in autoplay and you will immediately see like an ad and the video. And this is, this is something where I can highly recommend that every website owner tries to understand what should 
the users see immediately and how should be the interaction. And, and I've seen pages who are using like even lazy loading for videos, which is great. So it means instead of the video, they're loading like an image with a play button. And if you click play, then the streaming starts. That means the page in itself is loaded incredibly quick. And if the user wants to see the video without the autoplay, the user needs to click and then the, the video is starting to play. It's maybe a problem for me, the media companies as they are in need of every advertisement revenue they can get. So they, I guess, love autoplay and they can, I don't know, when they show a video for 10 seconds, they can charge as a, this as a video view or ad view. But anyway, in, in many areas, media usage and including videos are really hurting the whole website performance. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. You know, the first thing that you mentioned that resonates with me is when you're thinking about optimizing for core web vitals, there's a question of where you're looking at the data. And your recommendation is use the tools that Google has laid out for you, some of the Lighthouse data. Are there any other tools that you're recommending SEOs start to think about analyzing to make sure that they are not only living up to Google standards, but also understanding some of the competitive benchmarks? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, what is a competitor, right? I mean, often a competitor is, is a direct competitor with the same business model, but within Google, you compete against like, keyword queries. Right. I mean, if you are selling a product, you primarily compete against like comparison pages or maybe blog pages that wrote a review about a certain product. So it's hard to say. So what I can definitely tell is um, you should use Google's tools and run these reports on your page and on all other relevant pages in your segment. You can use our study data as a good indicator of for the average values. You then have Google's benchmarks, their recommendations for LCP, CLS, FID, etc. So you have all these different like, thresholds. And if you have your data and say the data of your most important competitors, you, you know where you are, where you stand. And, and this is something I believe you should do. But there's one other tip I really wanted to give how to optimize based on Core Web Vitals. If you're using Chrome, which I can highly recommend for the analysis of the data, is that if you turn on the Chrome uh, developer tools, you can see um, how 
and the page is loaded in terms of the waterfall. I mean, there's one tab, it's called network. If you click on network, you see how each individual element is loaded really one after another. And very quickly, you see that most pages, they're not using like lazy loading, which is now commodity. I mean, it's like accepted by the W3C. There's a image equals a lazy tag you can use, but most pages, they're not using it. So there's so much basics websites still need to do, but they're not using it. That's why just using the basic tools, even like the Chrome developer tools is something where our companies can really kind of like do a lot for their website performance. So I feel like, you know, getting the right sense of data, looking at your competitors, and then also understanding how your page is actually loading seem to be the three primary ways where you can understand what data you're getting, who you're competing against, and how you're performing. In terms of actually implementing changes, it seems like there's a big conversation around understanding the differences between lab and field data when it comes to analyzing core web vitals. Would you recommend that SEOs start trying to implement changes now prior to the launch of core web vitals, or should they wait to see what the impact is and then start to make changes? Should we be looking at lab data or waiting for field data? No, no, the field data is something that's already aggregated by Google. It's just uh, that the field data is the average of the last 28 days. The post-launched field data is, I guess, what I mean. Ah, okay, that's that's what you mean, yeah. Yeah, the, the point is that every website owner or like every person who is responsible for traffic and business coming in on a website should be interested in having a fast website. When it comes to the upcoming page experience update, I would never recommend the wait and see tactic. Because it just makes no sense because SEO is not fast, as you know, right, Ben? I mean, you like you said with Jordan in your first podcast, it's page speed, page speed, page speed. And that means trying to optimize for a fast loading site is something you should have done before, before the update even. So I can highly recommend using the data now. I mean, use the field data to, to get a good sense of how the real user is, experience your site, but at the same time use the lab data because the lab data can actually really scale. You can, uh, Google's PageSpeed Insights API is free. You can compare yourself against your peers actually quite quickly or just use their web interface and start looking at Google's recommendations. And sometimes the recommendations are very specific. They're saying, hey, this element is actually pretty bad. They're even saying, hey, this element is what we identified as your largest content food pain. And sometimes like, oh shit, it's the cookie consent banner. And of course it's loading at the end. (laughs) And it's coming at the end. So that's why I have a very bad SAP score. So I maybe need to think about how I implement my cookie consent banner and, and, and stuff like this. So their recommendations are actually pretty useful, to be honest. That pesky cookie consent banner always gets in the way of something. Yes. <laughs> Most of the time, the user is actually operating your site. So, Marcus, it seems like there's a little bit of a challenge here where you want to be moving as quickly as possible. You want to optimize your site. You know core web vitals are coming. So you want to implement these changes, but you don't have data to say, look, this is actually going to drive a business impact because we don't know what the impact of core web vitals is going to be. How do you get the attention of your engineers? How do you recommend that SEOs work with their engineering team to get some of these changes implemented before we know what the actual impact is of Core Web Vitals rollout? Yeah, thanks for that great question, Ben. So what I would do is I would try to challenge my engineers on a maybe team basis or individual basis who is able to work on maybe 
uh, a certain area or certain page type and who can make it fast in terms of core web vitals. And that's a nice challenge because it's measurable. You can say, okay, this is what was the state before and this is what is the state after. And then you see the improvement and this is what engineers like. They like a challenge and this is how you can do it without tying it to business numbers immediately. You tie it to like a, a challenge for them. A little friendly competition among the engineers sponsored by the SEO team. All right, Marcus, I think that's a great tip and a nice way to get the engineers to do what you want. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marcus Tober, the founder and chief evangelist at Searchmetrics. In the last part of the series, which we'll publish tomorrow, Marcus and I are going to talk about whether Google prioritizes or ignores core web vitals. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Marcus, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Marcus Tober, M-A-R-C-U-S-T-O-B-E-R. Or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.